I'm Doug Apple, and it's time for another edition of the Wakulla County 4-H radio show and podcast. I'm here with Dr. Rachel Pienta. She is the leader of the Wakulla County 4-H. Rachel, why are you doing a radio show and podcast with the uh, kids from 4-H? Hi, Doug. Thank you for asking. The youth really wanted a way to be creative, and we talked about different possibilities, and I said, what about radio? Why don't we give that a try? And they were interested and a little nervous, but I said, well, we have a potential for a partnership with Doug Apple and Wave 94.1. Thank you very much. And the youth were game to try it. You know, radio sounds interesting. And when I said podcasting, their eyes kind of lit up because that that's kind of a cool thing right now. And so they thought they can learn more about interviewing, learn more about the technology and try to have some conversations with interesting people in Wakulla County. So we're, we're trying it and they're learning as they go. I'm learning a lot also. So this next round, we've got a couple of interviews, both focusing on Keep Wakulla County Beautiful. Uh, how did that come about? So every year, the Wakulla County 4-H youth do a service project. And it's something that they decide on. And most years, they apply for a small grant from 4-H at the state level. And this year, they decided their project would be focused on keeping the county clean. They had some conversations over the summer about their concern regarding the growing amount of pollution and litter they saw in the county. So they decided their service project this year would focus on that. And it has a few parts to it. They said, well, we want to engage the community. So they were looking for ways to do that. So one, to raise awareness and two, to really increase the community's buy-in for keeping it clean, to really get people invested in caring about it, the community. And then finally, they wanted to get more people to do hands-on cleaning up. So talking about on the podcast is part of it because they hope that a lot of people will listen to it and that that will be an entry point to getting more people involved. Well, on today's radio show and podcast, our special guest is Jim Davis. And go ahead and set that interview up for us. So Jim Davis is president-elect of Keep Wakulla County Beautiful. And Jim has a long professional history of involvement with cleaning up efforts, recycling, sustainability. He was the leader of Sustainable Tallahassee before retiring and moving to Wakulla County. Since he's moved to the county, he has really jumped right in, getting involved with Keep Wakulla County Beautiful and bringing all of that knowledge and experience down to our county. And who's the young man who will be interviewing Jim? So the 4-H member interviewing Jim Davis today is Caden Grubel. And Caden is president of our 4-H County Council. Caden's in a number of clubs. Um, This is his second year in 4-H. He really hit the ground running and has become a key member of our clubs. And I'm really excited to hear his interview with Jim Davis today. Hi, I'm Shadrach Sandoval. I'm a member of the 4-H Outdoor Adventure Club. Today we're here talking to Jim Davis. He is president-elect of Keep Wakulla County Beautiful. Hello, my name is Kane Grubel with Wakulla County 4-H, and I'm the president of County Council. I'm in shotgun and marine science. So here who we have today is Jim Davis. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. 
So I heard that you're in uh, Keep Wakulon County Beautiful. So what's that like? It's great. I, I am. I'm the president-elect. So sometime during the year, I'll start as president of the club. And um, so it's great. It's a great organization, great like-minded individuals that they're very interested in keeping Wakulon Beautiful, as his name stands. All right. So what got you involved with it? Well, I was previously the executive director of a group in Tallahassee called Sustainable Tallahassee, where we promoted, you know, environmental stewardship. And um, part of that was keeping the environment clean and also um, trash is part of it, zero waste. We moved down to Wakala County and um, into Newport area uh, about six years ago. So I wanted to be involved locally because I was involved in several organizations up in Tallahassee. So the opportunity came to be involved with Keep Will Call It Beautiful, so I accepted and glad I did. So you said that you were up at Tally. How long were you there for? Tallahassee, we were there about 40 years, yeah, and stuff. Ra- raised our children there, you know, and uh, so I still do some work up there in Tallahassee, so, but um, love Wakala County, so. So have you ever been in 4-H? No, I never have been. Both of my grandsons are now in 4-H, they're 13, 11. They live down in Kissimmee and Osceola County, and um, they are very active in the 4-H down there, which is great for them. And they just recently got through the fair down there where they showed some livestock. All right, that's good. Yeah. So we're doing a project. Uh, it's called um, Keep Wakula County Clean. Right. So would you have any advice for us? Well, I think the main thing is the engage the community, which you're trying to do with the signs. But the more you can engage the community, the more that they're going to be, will be involved in the project. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've always, when I was a sustainable Tallahassee, is that if you teach the children, you teach the adults. So it's really important that if you teach yourself and your members and your friends, then they're a little more likely to teach their parents. So what would be the best way to reach out? Well, I think what you're doing with the sign is good, but there's a lot of other things you can do. Just, you know, um, be involved in festivals when they come come about so that you could go ahead and maybe have people stationed at the recycling bins and the trash and let people know what they can recycle and what they just should throw away, which is hopefully a lot more recycled than it is trash. But being involved in events like that, one of the activities we did, um, Tallahassee, we were involved at the Chain of Parks Art Festival for a two-day event that's got between thirty-five to 40,000 people over a two-day period. And we had people that help people show them what they could recycle and not. We also got the local food vendors not to use plastic bags or styrofoam, you know. So I think if the more you can get involved in events, you get a better chance of getting a, a larger crowd. We're doing a two-part project, and we're doing a cleanup day. So we're to challenge businesses. Which is the best way to approach it? Well, I think, number one, you, gotta, you need to let businesses know What's in it for them, basically? You know, when you ask people for donations, they give to you. But when you talk to businesses, they want to know how it helps them. So you got to know, talk to them about just what was said earlier about keeping place clean, make the environment clean where they're at. It makes your place more attractive. But you just got to be able to let the businesses know that it helps them rather than hurts them. You know, it doesn't cost them money to do that. What about the physical effects that it can have and the mental 
Well, I think people like things neat and organized. You know, I know my go to my office, it's not very organized. And when I go in, I sometimes get frustrated, you know. And I think if you can keep things neat and organized, it's appealing. And people like things that's appealing. And business the same way. You know, if it's a junky place, you know, it's not appealing. Would you go in there or not? You know, so from a mental health side, again, I think we all like things to look nice and appealing that we'd want to be there and be proud of. I know you guys pick up trash. How much do you all pick up? That's a very good question. I'm not completely aware of the answer. I can get it to you, but it's a lot. And you'd be surprised at what we pick up, especially if we go into the the woods, you know, in the forest and what people dump. We live ourselves on a, a dirt road out, you know, there's not a lot of houses around us. And what gets dumped on that road is amazing. Everything from couches to refrigerators to motors. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of junk that gets out there. So the key is teaching people not to do it or to, or to make avail- have available so they can take them somewhere else. So I want to get your personal opinion on this. I just thought of this. So okay. you, now we have trash cans that have pins on it. Should we do the same thing for recycling because they, wild animals will see something open and go for it? Well, I think you need to have recycling bins, recycling containers. One thing you need to have if you're going to have recycling is to be able to have signs on them that tells people what they can and can't recycle because there's a lot of misinformation out there, you know, about recycling. So it's real important that you have on there what, what they can. People are going to still contaminate, put stuff that should go in there. But at least you can keep out of the landfill. The whole area is better off and environment's better off. I meant like safety pins, like how the trash cans, when you close it. Same thing with recycling, because you're going to have food containers and stuff like that in there. So, yeah, which will, shouldn't have remnants in it, but it always will. So the more that you can have something like that, yes, that's very true. You have to have it. So it, where we live, you know, raccoons are very, we try to, our trash can, we put bungee cords to keep it down because otherwise the raccoons will get into it. Yeah. Same thing with recycle. It's the same way. You know, walk out in the morning, it's splattered. Yeah. No, we've definitely had that multiple times. I'm sure you have. (laughs) If you live in a country or in a rural area, you're going to have that. Yeah. So So what's the most common thing that gets put in recycling? I think one of the issues, just to add on that a little bit, is different areas and different parts of the state is different, you know. And like a lot of places, some places won't take glass. Because it, recycling's a commodity and they sell it to people take it and glass and cost them more than they make off of it, you know. So you have to look at the area that you're at. But, you know, you look at milk containers, you know, if it's plastic, they, you can take if it's, if it's, um, sort of that, um, waxy type thing, it's not recyclable, especially up in this area. People put about anything almost in there. But, you know, I think that you know, looking at, Again, th- milk containers are a big issue, you know, about that. Because, you know, it seems logical that they, you could recycle that, but you can't do that. You look at straws, they're typically not recyclable because, um, again, the, it's a quality of material that's put in there. But there is a lot of misconceptions, but there's a lot of information out there you can find that tells you what you can recycle or not, you know. I just dropped off the state Recycle Florida today, which is a state recycling association, you know, always, you know, talking to people is just some places are dropping recycling some counties because there's just so much contamination out there. You mentioned plastic. Would you say that there should be a different bin for plastic, like that people have their house or would it not be used? You know, right now 
we're in what's called a single stream recycling where everything goes into one place and it's separated up at uh, Marpan up in Tallahassee. All our recycling goes up there. So right now it's going to be separated somewhere else anyway. It's going to be dumped together. I think again, we're in a, again, a single stream where everything goes into one thing. You know, obviously separating is good. And if you go to different places, they are separated, you know, so somewhat, somewhat depends on the location that you come, that you're at at that point. But up in this area, we're again, we're single stream. So where do you guys bring it? We don't, but the county does through, through Waste Pro and it goes up to, um, to Marpan, just before we get to Capitol Circle, you go up Woodville Highway. The trash, and at least it was a few years ago, in, I know in Leon County, all the trash there went to Jackson County over near Mariana. It didn't even, yeah, you because know, their landfill was full. It had to be hauled 75 to 80 miles. So it's just, again, waste of fuel and everything like that. So, well, did, uh, so you mentioned Leon County being that pretty bad. Did it ever get fixed? They've closed the landfill, basically. They're trying to close it, and they made their landfill into um, running courses. You know, they have a um, state-of-the-art running track there. They do model airplanes there. They have a disc golf place there. So people are taking landfills and, and trying to be creative with it, you know, land, you know, and stuff. So there's always going to be trash. And landfills are very, very expensive to close, but again, they're, they're trying to close it. And again, stuff comes, it doesn't go directly to the landfill. And so. So here's the question. I know they burn trash sometimes. Would you rather be burned or would you rather be made into something else? Well, the idea is if you can make it into something else, that's the key. Burned affects things, especially people that have smoke allergies and stuff like that. It doesn't help the environment when you have the burning, you know. So the more that you can take the glass or plastic and some places have taken glass and, and help make and ground, make roads out of it, you know. So I think there's a, the, the trend is to be more creative, you know, what you do with the, the, the items and stuff. So. But anything that you can um, reuse as something else, then you've got a great step. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is reduce, reuse, recycle. You know, so if you can reuse it, it's better than having to recycle it. But recycle is is very important. All right, that's all I got. Let me just make a couple other comments. Of, I think the idea is to be creative. You know how you can draw people in. You know, one of the things that. Again, we've talked about being with festivals, you know, that, that's always great. You see people. One of the things that we did with Stainful Tassie, we had a, a recycle wedding market. You know, people get married and they have buy stuff and spend a lot of money, but it never gets used again. So we had like, it was like a flea market for that. And again, it kept things, you know, being thrown away. And that was amazing success at that, you know. The other thing is food. Food is a, a big issue of, um, there's some food deserts in this, you know, Tallahassee, especially as quite, and most areas have some food where people just don't have enough food. Well, if you have events, why not recycle that food and take it to a nonprofit or, or something like Second Harvest that, that can use that food instead of throwing, throwing it away. The other thing, you know, is have a green neighborhood and, um, award every year. Neighborhoods that are, do really good job recycling and other things. It, it's, it's great. There's a lot that can be done out there. Thinking outside the box is, is a big key. You know, uh, what you can do to encourage people to think along that line, being green. So would it be better for people to sell the like trash that can be reused into flea market or? What's, what's your opinion well, on that? Well, again, if it can be reused, that's fine. You know, again, reduce, reuse, recycle, you know. So if it's reused, then it, it's not going to be 
there's always a cost to everything, you know, as the county, they can tell you, you know, what it costs every year to recycle stuff in the contract. So if anything can be reused, then that's, that's a better even yet. So 4-H has already participated in the coastal cleanup. And not only is it nice to clean up Wakala County, it's also fun. Right. Yeah. And I agree with that 100%. The camaraderie that you have of doing this together and also seeing other people do that and hopefully learning what they're doing. One event we have coming up is um, Hazardous Waste Day. So again, it's a good time to get rid of people can get rid of items and stuff that you don't want to go into the, to the environment. So, but I encourage other events that we have, like the forest cleanup, the river cleanup, tire waste. All those things are good events that people can work together on and volunteer. Yeah, and it's a good way to get credits too for when you're, if you're in high school. Oh, thank you. Oh. Can't leave that out. Oh, that's okay. You're quite welcome. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed. Obviously, speaking about this, yeah, it's. Hi, I'm Dr. Rachel Pienta, and I am the Wakala County 4-H agent. Today, you've been listening to the Wakala County 4-H radio show and podcast. We're so excited for all the programs we have to offer Wakala County youth. To find out more about our programs, you can find us on Facebook at Wakala County 4-H. You can visit our office in downtown Crawfordville on 84 Cedar Avenue. You can also call us 850-926-3931, 850-926-3931. Wakulla County 4-H is going to offer the Wakulla 4-H Community Emergency Response Team training for youth ages 12 to 18. It is a summer program that will be one week, the week of June 12th, and we're open to new members. You can call 850-926-3931 to join the program. Youth will learn first aid, basics of emergency response. They will learn about first responders, careers in law enforcement and first response, and emergency medicine, and much more, including outdoor survival, search and rescue, and how to cook under emergency conditions. Again, for more information, call us at Wakulla County Extension in downtown Crawfordville, 850-926-3931. Thank you.